So one of the online voiceover casting sites that we highly recommend is Voice123. The quantity and the quality of auditions are some of the best. And not only is the quantity and quality good, but your Voice123 dashboard can give you such great insight that's helpful for your career. Yeah, you can actually see when clients favor you, like your audition, and even your booking ratio, which really helps you understand your sweet spot even better and how you can best serve your clients. Voice123 is offering a 15% discount for a new yearly membership, beginning with a $395 tier. And I made my membership amount back with one booked job. And I actually just signed up. If you're interested, see the link in the show notes or description. And we also included the terms and conditions as well if you have any questions. So check the link in the show notes or description to get 15% off your new Voice123 membership. You're listening to the Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and ProVoiceOverTraining.com podcast. Hey, I'm Mike Stout. And I'm Heidi Rue. We're both full-time voice talent and owners of Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and ProVoiceOverTraining.com. AVS is a recording and training studio in Atlanta with virtual options available to join. And ProVoiceOverTraining.com offers on-demand video resources to better your voiceover career. Our purpose in creating both of these is to give you the resources you need to create the career you want. And that's exactly why this podcast exists as well. Each month, we bring on an expert to share their industry knowledge, insight, and helpful tips. Visit AtlantaVoiceOverStudio.com and ProVoiceOverTraining.com for more great resources. Okay, we are here with Steve Pogach, and he is the Senior Manager of VoiceOver Operations at Studio Resonate, which covers XM, um, SXM Media, SiriusXM, Pandora, Stitcher, and in addition to producing thousands of high-quality audio ads and the eight-plus years that he's been at Pandora, Steve has just been the go-to guy for all things VO casting, VO direction, VO quality for Studio Resonate, and he has been responsible the past few years for recruiting, auditioning, and curating new talent for the Pandora VO roster, as well as managing the Pandora voice as well as managing the Pandora voiceover <laughs> roster. So we're so glad to have you with us, Steve, today. Thank you so much for spending the time with us. Um, you. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you even ended up at Pandora, and especially, specifically, even over VO casting and, and the direction? Sure. Um, I mean, I, I had a job from, like, God, 1998 to 2009 or so that I was in way too long. Um <laughs> But it was like in advertising, and I got to work with voiceover talents back then. It was more of an advertising. Uh, it was advertising. It was like this thing for retail networks. We were doing like you know, television um, shows and commercials in like Walmart stores, and then the other stuff you see on the Costco TVs when you walk in the store, advertising loops. So that's the company I worked for back then. And I got laid off in 2009, and like 2009 is when the iPhones were coming out. And that, like, I think the first app I ever put on my iPhone was Pandora. And uh, <laughs> I've always been into music all my life. I mean, I've been a musician all my life. So music has been the like, number one for me. And I worked in audio at that old job. So since then, I've always just gravitated to, to audio, and I always want to work in audio. So, um, you know, I'd say probably from like 2010 to like, 2012 2013 i 
like looked into Pandora and I'm like, oh, they're local. They're in Oakland. And I, I someone I grew up with uh, on the East Coast, I, I grew up in Boston. Uh, someone who grew up on the East Coast with uh, actually worked there. So he he was able to give me a tour one day and walk me through. And I'm like, wow, I really like this environment. I really want to work here. Hmm. Sent in my resume, interviewed, went through, you know, a couple interviews and stuff. And, then, and I didn't get the gig. And I'm like, oh, man. So I found out I was like the runner up. So then I took that information and capitalized on it and applied again, like, you know, nine months later when they were looking for someone and I got the gig. So I started off as an audio producer. And then back then our voice roster was maybe about 60, 70 talents. And um, wow. it was like in a, in a Excel spreadsheet. And that's how we, you know, that's how we worked. Uh, and then it eventually went to a database and stuff like that. But I just really learned a lot about our talents and uh, was able to to help everyone with casting and knew our roster really well. And I was able to bring in a few talents I had worked with in the past and started doing some of that. And then um, the the woman who was in charge of the roster went to move on to other, other projects and project management stuff. And I just kind of put my hand up and said, I'll take over the roster. And uh from then, I just started recruiting, going to um, like Fafcon, mm -hmm. uh, like some of those VO conferences, and then VO Atlanta, and then doing workshops here and there. You know, I've done a couple of workshops at uh, Melissa Moza's school in, yeah. in Vegas, a mm -hmm. uh, couple in San Francisco at like Voice One, um, and you know, from from doing all that and, and talking and appearing and, and and you know, showing up at different places, we had a lot more applications, a lot more. Uh, opportunities to bring in more talent and since then so we've grown the roster over, over that time wow fantastic well so studio resonate how is that connected to pandora sure uh so studio resonate is an audio first creative consultancy which is within the um we used to just be like you know that the uh the people who made the ads at pandora you know but we needed to kind of brand ourselves because we did a lot more than that. Um, we've hmm. been doing a lot more than that in the past few years. And since, uh, you know, uh, Sirius XM bought Pandora and now Stitcher, we have a whole lot of stuff that we're working on. So we had to create this, this kind of, it's almost like a creative agency within, within the company, but we're, we're called the audio first creative consultancy. There's actually, if you go to, um, you can search the Studio Resonate website, which is under SXM Media on the web, and you can find all the stuff we do. But we do audio, audio creative strategy, copywriting, audio production, VO casting, mm -hmm. um, music composition, live events, rich media development, sonic strategy, and audio branding. Like, I don't know if you saw um, this one cool thing just popped up in the news uh, last week. It was um, Cheez-Its, you know, the crackers? Yeah. They're putting out a... Uh, uh, a box of Cheez-Its that are it's called like powered by Pandora. And what they did was, and the people on my team worked on this was uh, they took uh, audio, like audio playlists of hip hop and played it to uh, cheese as it was aging. Oh my gosh. And, and, <laughs> and it changed the play. Yeah. Look, look it up. There's, there's a bunch of articles right now and they're introducing this box of Cheez-Its in a couple of days. Um, it's super cool. That so, is so cool. Yeah. So they use like, you know, the power of audio to change the taste of cheese. Wow. And they're going to put out these cheese sets that are made with this cheese. And then also oh. it'll be connected to a playlist. You can download the playlist, you know, the hip hop playlist. Mm. It's pretty cool. Oh, 
Wow. So that's coming up. Yeah, that that was something my team worked on. So so creative. Very, we do a ton of stuff. Yeah. That is so cool. I love that. I didn't know that. Now, now with Stitcher involved, you actually cast a lot of uh, podcast ads as well. So is there a difference between podcast reads and then like Pandora radio reads? And if so, what is that? Mm-hmm. I'd say, um, so yeah, I, I gravitated towards uh, learning more about the podcast world when Stitcher took over. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. came on with us and our creative teams joined. So uh, I'm like, yeah, I, re- I kind of raised my hand and said, I'll produce podcast ads. So we've uh, created a little subset of VOs in our, in our pool that we've tested to do podcast ads. And mm-hmm. we found them to be really effective at it. Um, but what I'd say about the style is it's a lot more, a lot more real person, you know, and casual and conversational than even your regular commercial, because mm-hmm. You know, you've you've all listened to podcasts, and it's just people just just talking. Yeah. And so it's like you, when you want to enter, like with our regular ads, you're interrupting someone's music. Mm-hmm. But in a podcast ad, you're interrupting like two or three people talking. So you want it to just be really, you know, not abrasive and not you know just kind of fit into that environment. So I'd yeah. say it's even more casual and, yeah. and real person than ever. Awesome. That's, yes. I mean, it's, it's just, it's like a genre of commercial within another genre. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's like, and it's still, it's still evolving too. I mean, there's, you know, what I would say is like when you listen to podcasts and you hear the host reading an ad, you mm-hmm. know, when they get their bullet points and they either talk about personal experience or, you know, just talking about a product and they're ad living a little bit too. I'd say that's kind of what we're trying to mimic when we're actually producing those drop-in ads. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in your presentation at VO Atlanta, part of that, you covered what you look for in talent for the Pandora roster. Can you share what those things are with everybody? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I'd say the number one thing is, is um, having confidence in self-direction. Because a lot of our directing is via email, and it may mm. you may just get something like conversational, promotional, uh, excited, or something like that, mm-hmm. as you're in, just go, you know, <laughs> that's yeah. it. <laughs> or we may add a couple other lines from the client or something like that. But that you know, having that confidence in your own self direction and being able to 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 send out three takes of that copy without us having to sit there with you mm-hmm. and being confident about it is a very, very important trait to have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, another thing is maybe having some varied reads, you know, don't give us three of the same carbon copy reads, you know, have a little variance between, you know, if one and two are going to be close together, then make number three a little different, you know, mm-hmm. um, just so we have stuff to work with, mm-hmm. you know, and one and two, if we need to stitch stuff together, we can pretty much do that without having the, to to mess around sure yeah um let's see i would say another thing is kind of lose that radio experience i get a lot of people who are saying hey <laughs> you know 16 years in radio you know yeah. can i can i voice for you it's like well you gotta you yeah. really have to evolve you know <laughs> yep. like I, I just like oh man, i don't know how to tell a tell this person but uh right. <laughs> yeah some people have just locked in that and they'll be locked in that for life mm. it's just like you got really it's like the whole industry has to evolve away mm-hmm. from that i mean for certain genres it still works if you're working in radio but yeah not not I mean, even though pandora is has that word radio in there it's not the same no yeah um uh, let me see a couple other things um 
great communication. Like, you know, when I send a request to you, I want to hear back within like two or three hours. Mm. Uh, yeah, I got it. No problem. I'll send it to you tomorrow. Um, quick turnaround. We kind of require a 24 to 48 hour turnaround on all of our requests. So, you know, if, if people can make it in there, that then that's, that's a good thing to have. Uh, also, I mentioned earlier the, um, having a really good home studio. It doesn't have to be a really good home studio, actually. I mean, I've, I found recently that um, I can produce a good voiceover sound at my desk here, which is in the middle of my living room at the moment, um, just using like one of those Yeti, uh, Blue Yeti Nano mics and mm. having a, a knockoff of that Chaotica eyeball. I have this like, I can pull it up here. <laughs> it's like a big foam foam ball here. I can't yeah. see it, anyways, but... It's it's a fake chaotic eyeball that I got for thirty dollars on eBay, and I just right in the middle of my living room with that and wow. plugged into my computer, I get a pretty good VO recording. Um, so you don't need a fancy booth; you just have to know what you're doing and not have to not get a lot of room noise into your recordings. That's a big thing because right. a lot of the producers on, on my team have golden ears, and they're going to hear anything. They're like, oh yeah, they're in a coat closet, but there's not enough coats in there. You know, they hear that stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Um, some nice to haves are like character, character work, mm-hmm. singing, acting skills and improv. I would say something really important for any VO talent, I think in coming up is to take an improv class. Oh, and I yeah. just, I just learned that and I want to take one myself because I really think it's like, it's so important. You yeah. have to kind of get in the character for any, any script mm-hmm. you're getting really, even if it's not really a quote unquote character, you're still having to to shift and, and change with every piece of copy you get. So I think an improv class is really helpful. Oh, Again, yeah. not a necessity, but those are nice to have. Oh yeah, definitely. We always recommend that for sure. Yeah. Improv, especially when so people are in the booth and they're just stuck and kind of need an etch a sketch just to mm-hmm. get out, you know, just throwing out some voices and riffing on it for a while and then coming back in front of the mic can do such a good right. job of, of doing that. Do you, do you offer improv classes that you're at your school? We don't, um, but we share a space with a company that does, they're called Get Taped, and they offer um, improv classes, and they're great. We've we've taken cool. from Matt, who teaches it, and yeah. he's awesome. So, yeah, yeah cool. we definitely love that. Um, okay, one of the things you did say was varied reads, so important. Um, do you have any tips on how, cause you asked for three different reads, right? Pandora asked for three different reads. So do you have any tips for how talent, like what do those varied reads include, uh, as far as like from your perspective, especially for that natural real read, cause if all they say is natural real, um, is there any feedback or tips that you could give talent of like what to do for those three different reads? Yeah, I think, um, you can change your inflections like here and there mm-hmm. throughout a read. You know, if you're going to go up on the end end of sentence, uh, um, the word at the end of sentence one time, go down on it the next time, or try, mm-hmm. try different things like that. But if it's a natural, real read, you know, add some of the stuff that you do in a normal conversation. You know, when you're talking, you can add you can add something like a nonverbal shrug in there. You know, and, mm-hmm. and you'll notice it. You know, like a hmm, if you're talking about food and you go hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, adding like a little bit of that, it's it's a little improv-y, but it's like, I think it fits sometimes and we may use it and sell it off to the client and say, yeah, that really works there, you know. Um, sure. There's also this really cool exercise I got from, um, you guys know Elaine, Elaine Clark? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah, yeah from, from her book, there's this like 
cool, such a cool exercise that I urge a lot of people to try it. It's like she has a sentence in there, and I think I wrote it down. It's like it's it says because all bread should taste like it's homemade. Hmm. So you read the sentence and read it once and just put emphasis on the first word because all bread should taste like it's homemade. Mm. And then the next one is because all bread, you know, mm-hmm. go down the line and change the emphasis on each word in the yeah. sentence. So you got like eight words in the sentence. So you can do eight different iterations of the sentence. That's mm. a good thing to try with any piece of copy and just change the emphasis on any one of those words throughout. And it's really cool that the variations you get. So that's yeah. another way to vary stuff, I would say. Definitely. But I that's love great. that exercise a lot. Mm-hmm. That's great, Steve. That's great, Steve. <laughs> that's great, Steve. <laughs> See? Yeah. Different every time. <laughs> I didn't know what you were doing for the second time. <laughs> Awesome. Oh my gosh. Oh wait, it's my question time, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I was looking over at Heidi. We do this at least once a podcast. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. I made a joke. Oh. Um well Steve, you had mentioned uh before just with what you had there that you could get a, a decent sound out of what you've got in, in the studio there. But for talent who have home studio, do you have any tech requirements, noise floor, preferred DAW, connection, any of that stuff? Uh I- Again, it. You could be recording anywhere as long as you're not getting like, you know, you're getting a good sound and, and like not room noise in your recordings. Um, you know, I'm always willing to help a new talent who who is on our roster, and then all of a sudden we're hearing stuff that's wrong, or you know, it maybe shifted their studio. We're always willing to help them. You know, hey, just from an email perspective, you know, what are you what are you doing? Give me a picture of your room. You know, maybe add a add a blanket here or do that. Try. Try shifting your mic, and, and you know the best we can do be email, but also uh, everyone who's who's dialing in their studio should maybe work with someone that knows what they're doing uh, mm-hmm. at first, just to get set up. Um, we don't really have any like noise floor requirements, but we do in our uh, voice. We send out a voiceover like uh, procedures manual with every person who gets onboarded, mm-hmm. and in that manual we have this one picture. It's A B C of three different waveforms. So there's a little waveform that's super tiny. And there's a super, and then a really big squared off like Metallica style waveform, you know. <laughs> and then yeah. there's one that's just right in between. And they were like, okay, B is kind of what you want to visualize, and mm-hmm. that's that's what you want to send out. So right. kind of taking you know taking some visual cues from these waveforms and, and trying to figure out what volume you want to send because mm-hmm. we can adjust stuff on our end. But if you send sure. stuff that's like 30 dB too quiet, we're gonna let you know about that. Right. Um, for DAW, I say whatever is simplest on your end. You know, you don't have to just jump into Pro Tools right away. I mean, I use Logic myself. I, I came from Pro Tools, but now I've worked on Logic so long that I don't even know how to do Pro Tools anymore. I'm all <laughs> thumbs there. But, uh, you know, a lot of VOs, I recommend, like, starting off something simple like, you know, Audacity or Twisted Wave. I know a lot of people use Twisted Wave. And it's super easy. You use mm-hmm. it on iPad. So whatever works best for you. Um, let me see. In terms of connection... We do live sessions now and then, and when we do, it's it's nice to be able to connect with someone via Source Connect. So mm-hmm. that's another nice to have, but it's not a requirement. Sure. Um, but Source Connect is something that we use mostly to do remote sessions with our VO talents. Great. 
Okay, so I did watch your interview on Speechless <laughs> um, webcast. It was great. And I know that one of the things that you said is because you work so closely with talent that you'll get these emails from them where it's like, you know, oh, man, I'm not booking anything or, you know, what's happening? What am I doing wrong? And and it almost comes in like it almost becomes a therapy session. Um, and listen, every talent, we have all gone through that. Mike just <laughs> usually gets my stuff, um, you know, <laughs> since we're married. Um, but I think that it's also really helpful for talent to be armed with specific questions that would be helpful for them. So if they are in a rut or stuck and going, okay, is there maybe something that I need to change or alter? Are there any good questions that talent could ask you that would help give them some of that feedback that could be helpful? Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a great question, actually. Um, yeah, and uh, what I'd say is um, I would maybe ask ask for direct, direct feedback mm. because I love to give feedback. I am one of the people who thinks that um, – you know, for a bio, a bio talent's career, getting feedback is so important. You, you're all, you're all setting out auditions every day. Ten, uh, some people do ten plus a day or whatever. And again, it's like that whole thing where you're setting your resume to get a job, and you're not hearing anything back. You know. Mm -hmm. So I've always offered if we reject someone for our roster, you know, that you, you you're welcome to ask me, and I can provide that feedback that my review crew gave. Um, and as long as it's not super harsh, I, I'll give it. You know, even if it is harsh, I'm I'm gonna taper it, finesse it in a way that, that yeah. makes you know makes them happy that they got that feedback. You yeah. know, um, but I want I want to be able to share that feedback with the talent uh -huh. so they can you know help. It helps their career and help them move on. So mm -hmm. I would say if it's a talent on our roster who's asking that question, you know, say hey. You know, do you have any feedback? Can you listen to my last few reads or something like that? Mm -hmm. This is a, I don't get I don't get this enough actually, and I wish I did more. But mm -hmm. they they should ask. You know, hey, can you listen to the last few um, spots I did with you guys and give me some feedback on that? And uh, mm -hmm. you know, maybe a client recast uh, recast the spot. And but usually talents don't know that if they recast, we just recast, and the talent mm -hmm. still gets paid for the original spot. Um, but if there's a, a cases like that, you know, they, they could ask me, hey, have I been recast on any spots lately? And what would be the reason, you know? So I'm happy to provide that feedback as well. Mm. It's, I think it's super important. Yeah. Also, there's um, the auditions we do for our talents where uh, like Pandora scripts and when they record those, they become their samples. So in the mm. roster, we have samples for each of our talents, like the automotive sample, a retail sample. An entertainment sample <clears throat> all across the board and those are what we send to our so to our clients so another thing i offer is hey you know it's been like four or five years since you've done those audition samples and i'm sure you've changed or evolved in those four or five years so you want to refresh your samples and that's what we offer our talents to do as well mm. nice now Steve, this is something that that i was unaware of you're really instrumental in stand for sonic diversity can you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, this is like a couple of years ago, we decided to take a look at our, our casting and our casting practices. And we, uh, you know, we learned that we could, we can make some changes from within 
and amplify more voices of color by not doing much at all. It's just changing our casting habits. And we were, and I'm sure a lot of people across everywhere were just kind of like getting, getting stuff from a client and assuming that the client wanted like a white voice or something mm. like that and just casting away unless the mm. client specified otherwise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then that's what they just, you know, with, they thought the default was white, but we just decided as a, as a group, uh, let's, let's change this. And this is something we can change from within. So we, we pledged to uh, change our casting practices to now we're casting all of our, uh, all of our spots to uh, 50% voices of color without, you know, without without the clients even asking or anything like that. And it's, it's just been successful also um so what we did was we put together stand up stand for sonic diversity um which is a website that we're asking other creative agencies and you know advertising groups or people who employ voice voiceover actors to you know be more diverse uh you know cast more voices of color uh make your roster you know as much voices of color as possible i've you know, and I've done that in the past few years and, and just really worked hard at making our roster as diverse as possible. Our roster is almost 50% ways of color right now. So super nice. proud of that. And uh, so there's a website out there and I also produced the audio spot in there, which you could actually go and listen to. I think it's a really powerful That's audio spot where we interview a bunch powerful. of our, yeah. our talents. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, so that's the work we've been doing and uh, just trying to let the industry know that these are changes you can make, you know, without too much trouble, you know, mm-hmm. so. Right. That's awesome. Well, everything that you guys are doing at Pandora, just the creativity and the way that you support the VO community and, you know, stand uh, up for the community, we just really appreciate it. And Steve, thank you so much thank for you. joining us today. We're, we're grateful yeah. for your time and input and everything. So thank Absolutely. you so much. And Thanks. we'll um, put some more information about stand uh, for stand for sonic diversity um and more in the show notes so if you're interested in that you can find it there thanks for joining us cool thank you thanks for joining us here we go again thanks for joining us here we go again (laughs) you're welcome you're welcome